Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between. Talking local and national sports and just about anything discussed in the tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan. Welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Dude, that was incredible. Wow. What a shot. That wow. was absolutely incredible. Even though I had FAU to win, that was an incredible, incredible finish. That JP and I, we were chatting yeah. about that quite a bit. I thought the night. coach should have called a timeout when they were pushing it up the floor. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? What He's, are you doing? Even uh, uh, Nance said that. Like, there's two seconds to shoot. Freaking out. Right? Yeah. He's like, what's this? They win it. Like, Oh, what a, just what a crazy oh, finish. You, yeah. you feel bad for FAU. Uh, basically, you know, to the last second. I mean, they controlled that game for the most part. I think it started at yeah. JP. You said it at like the 10 minute mark. Um, they're starting yep. to unravel, which it was true, but you know, they, they held right to that last second, but man, you- they couldn't. FAU just couldn't snag a rebound at, in the last ten minutes of the game. It seemed like all the offensive boards for San Diego State were just piling up in the second half. Yeah, I yeah. I, and then after the pregame or the postgame, I should say, you had um, uh, Charles Barkley. He's like, you cannot give up rebounds. You can't do it. No, <laughs> and it, no. it just every shot. At the, at the free throw line, oh, yeah. San, San Diego State would miss, get the rebound. Get the so, rebound. Anyway, hey, it was an exciting night, at least for one of those games, right? So I guess we're back again. This is uh, two weeks in a row, guys. So we should give ourselves a big round of applause, right? We made it two <laughs> weeks in a row. Um, we, uh, if you notice, there's only uh, three of us on here today. Well, um, we have a we guest. Were... We have a guest in the green room. Oh, did he show up finally? Oh, he he's here. He's trying to get his uh, his equipment squared away. But uh, right, well, let him let him get his equipment squared away. But uh, again, another week where we've had a lot of different things go on in the uh, in the sports world. That's for sure. Uh, national championship uh, game is going to tip off at nine. You know, they get these odd ass times. Nine that was at nine twelve or mm-hmm. nine. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's like, dude, just make it nine o'clock. Let's just tip at nine. Um, I don't. I, it's going to be a very low rated. Uh, it's going to be very low rated. Yeah. Let's just say that yeah. it should. But be. we got UConn. UConn took care of business last night. Uh, both my picks went down. Um, I wanted, I wanted Miami and I wanted uh, FAU, but zero and two. I'll. T- I'll I'll step and take on that. I'll step in that big bag of dog shit on that one. But so I was reading that. uh, So UConn is going for their fifth national title since 1999, and that time period they've had more natties than North Carolina, UCLA, Duke, Kentucky, and Kansas. Ah, that's crazy. Wow. So who's the blue blood? I guess there is a blue blood in the natty after all, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I. And that's the thing is. 
you know, you think you think like the NIL money and stuff like that's going those blue blood teams are are going to be uh, like more dominant, let's say this year obviously that wasn't the case, right? Well, UConn still is right, <laughs> but I mean, I know, but I'm saying like the, your number ones, yeah, you know, your yeah, one your seeds, your two seeds, your three seeds, you know, those the power schools, you right. know, but UConn just grinds it out year after year after year after year. Well, I think UConn is not getting the credit at this point because they've kind of been, you know, taking the back seat lately. You know, they've had some coaching issues. I think they finally got that squared away. But yeah. they haven't really been considered one of the blue blood programs in the last few years, although they, you know, they have been in there. But, um, but ultimately, I think the question that was posed was, uh, is this producing, you know, the best team in the country, and 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 is that good for college basketball? And 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 I think for me, yeah, I think it is. I think it gives these other lower echelon type schools an opportunity to be put in the the limelight and and I think that's what's so great about this tournament and compares to other type leagues like you know take for example the the, the college football playoff it's gonna be the same te- same teams pretty much every year year in and year out yeah. this way is really an opportunity for the parity to shine and it really has in this tournament and, and well, I'm how thankful long do you for think that. that FAU coach is gonna stick around I'd imagine that he's got to be got a huge oh, contract coming his way yeah, yeah. Well, he's one of them that they've been talking about. He's been on some big programs' radar, so it. Dude, you got to take me off screen. Will, <laughs> will he be there? Will he be there? You know, next year. It's 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 hard. It's hard to say, but you know, he's definitely going to get some looks. FAU's probably going to throw some money his way to keep him, but I don't know how long it'll be able to last. So. College basketball sucks. Hey, I, hey, I didn't know. I didn't know Ryan Day was going to be on our show today. What the fuck? <laughs> I said I was going to be in this room more often than not. You didn't have to look at these guys. Oh man, I'm surprised you didn't. Part, I think the worst part is is that he's pantsless. You, yeah, no, I got pants on. There's a good chance he's pantsless. I, you, I'm surprised you didn't get the uh, the the beard. The uh, the Ryan Day beard, yeah. Next, that's next week. Just gave him an idea. Just He's got like a, a spray to them. I didn't know we were <laughs> hanging beard. out with fake with fake ass Urban Meyer here, today, but whatever. <laughs> hey, Urban Meyer went undefeated versus Michigan. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that. Yeah, was... but I never thought he. I thought he'd never make it on my podcast. I know. Oh, it's, 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 we get there. We should be uh, oh, honored. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> back, to, back to business. All right, back to business, everybody. I'm trying to keep a straight face here. Drew, okay. welcome, buddy. Hello. Am I going, Drew? Am I the only one? And I mean, I love college basketball, love the tournament. And I, this might sound stupid, but under two minutes, stop the fucking stop the timeout. Well. Because every every 10 seconds, commercial timeout. Play commercial timeout is it? Fuck, just play. Well, that's the game. That's the game. I mean, I know that, but it, it makes it so hard to watch. Like I'm sick of seeing a guy dribble for ten seconds. Timeout. Oh, let's go to commercial. No. You mean to tell me you don't like the you don't like the timeout and then come back in and then timeout again? You don't like that? No, I, I don't care about. 
Like, I know it's a part of the game and fouling. I'd rather – I'm okay with the fouls, but the freaking timeouts, just, it, it, I, it ruins basketball for me. I, I can't do it. I, I can't. You. I hear you. All right, so I – mean, <clears throat> so what, hey, Drew? What is your opinion on this? What do you? What is your opinion on the fact that we really don't have like a, a power five team in there? Right? We don't have a um, we don't have a, a number one or a number two in there. It's what is it's, your, it's what great your for the sport. That? I think it's great for the sport because why wouldn't people want to see different schools in it all the time? See what here? Take it to the college football playoff. What were people always? you know, complaining about it was always the same four teams. Well, now they're going to expand it to 12 and get some different teams in there. I think it's good for college basketball. FAU is a great team. Um, Miami is a great team. Isn't FAU going to the ACC next year? I'm not sure. I would like them to join a bigger conference. I would. I would. But it's great for the sport because it would get boring if it were – Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, and those it would get you know boring. That'd be every single year. So I yeah. like it. The parody is good for the sport. That's what's good about the tournament, you know, at least in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, so I just pulled it up here. FAU's the move uh, move to the ACC July of twenty twenty three. So next year they're going to be playing. You know, are they going to have the same success? Do you think going to a, a larger conference, maybe? Maybe in Conference USA, they were, you know, big fish in a small pond. Now they're going to probably be a small fish in a little bit of a larger pond, right? I think it'll be it'll be a transition for sure. Trans, it'll be difficult at first, you know. I think going up against better competition, the ACC, you know, but it's it's good for them though. If they want to get more exposure, join a better conference, right? Yeah, I think that's always been it. Yeah, for that's sure. always been my beef against Notre Dame, at least in football. Join the Big Ten. Yeah, so um, Tom and JP, why don't you guys come back on here? So, <coughs> so we're looking at we're looking at the national championship game. So now I can stop like laughing. Now I'm laughing on the inside, right? <laughs> um, but let's get down to business here. But you know, so we're we're previewing the national championship game. You got UConn, who it seems like they're always kind of like a perennial uh, a, a competitor in March Madness going against San Diego State University, formerly coached by who? Uh, Steve, Steve Fisher. Fisher. 89. Head coach. 89. Head coach was the, uh, uh, he was an, a, an assistant or on the staff back yep. in 93. The Fab Five. Yeah. Yep. So uh, outside of all that, what is your guys' take on who do you think is going to prevail as the champion Monday night? I think uh, when you look at it, I think you got two contrasting styles. Obviously, uh, UConn's the more imposing, dominant offensive team. San Diego State's kind of going to grind it out and try to rebound and defend. Uh, I like UConn. I think that uh, UConn prevails. I think that San Diego State has to try to stop Adama Sanoga mm-hmm. if they want to try to win. Uh, I don't really think that San Diego State has a key player for UConn to shut down. It's kind of more of a team effort on that side, but I like UConn big to cover. Yeah. What, uh, do you guys know what the spread opened up at? 
at seven for UConn. Yeah. It it was seven this morning when I checked. I got it on the crawl. Over under is yeah. one thirty three. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, I agree with JP. It's it's. I think UConn's got more talent. They've got more you know athletic ability and Sanu. Sononu, whatever. Is this brother play at Michigan State? Are they are they brothers? That big guy they have coming no. off the bench from uh-uh. they're not. They're both from Mali. It's weird. It's interesting. But anyways. Um yeah, I just think they're a little bit more athletic. I can see this game being somewhat close going into halftime because San Diego State plays a really, really solid defense, especially at the three. They take away that three point shot. So um but I how long will they be able to make that last, uh, and, and will it be enough to kind of take UConn off their game, which clearly they, they have been the most dominant team the last two weekends. So uh, will they have enough uh, power? No. And like JP said, there, there's not one guy that they have to really focus on, uh, uh, San Diego State. So uh, the spread seven, I, it, to me, I think it, it could be as much as 10. I, I can see them pulling away the last – eight to ten minutes. So give me UConn to win this thing. And, you know, they've been the better team. And in, in, in the grand scheme of the tournament, they if they come out on top tomorrow night, they will be the best team, and it'll show. Yeah. Not well, to I, told you guys, I told you guys before, last night that the winner of that UConn-Miami game was going to win it. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. So, so if Miami would have won, you would have thought Miami would have taken FAU down? Yeah, I think so. I, Miami's eighty-six point per game average. You know, they're a high-scoring team too. So. They're they're yeah. like a uh, um, schoolyard team. Like like, yeah, it, it's just five guys out there. They're, they're really athletic, but um, put together as like organized. Uh, UConn showed what they really were. Yeah, you were talking about Adam. Was it Adam Seiko? Dude's twenty-five years old. Yeah, with Yeah. Wow. Drew, what do you think? UConn in a blowout. Okay, take take him right up back off the I'm just kidding. <laughs> take him right back off the screen. No, yeah, UConn, I, I, UConn's too hot right now. San Diego State's good, but UConn UConn's beating everybody up right now. I got maybe close at half, maybe, but I think UConn just too much talent pulls away in the end. Yep. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's I'm, I'm in agreement with all you guys. I think UConn is just um, – I, I think their guard play is going to be a lot better than uh, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, overall, just they're a deeper team. But anyway. I think it's obvious who Drew's got. Yeah. Really? John, John Cooper. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. Uh, so on from there, let's talk about football. Let's talk about our beloved Detroit Lions. Not the same old Lions. Brand Lions. new Lions. Brand new. Brand new I'd Lions. Brand new. Yeah. So I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on how I feel about it, and then I'm going to let you guys hash it out. But the Lions bring back Marvin Jones, a very – friendly a team friendly deal right three million for one year incentives to make up to five um it kind of goes in um is he gonna fill the uh is he gonna fill the role of chart no but um what do you guys think that does for them based off of their 
draft position and what they're going to choose in the draft. Well, I think I think that uh, you're adding a reliable receiver. I think in the last two seasons he's missed one game. Uh, his numbers are eerily similar to Shark, even though obviously Shark missed more, more time. But I think he's going to be a veteran presence. He'll be a reliable receiver, but I still think somewhere in those first five picks that they have in the first 81 that they're going to take a receiver as well. Yeah, I mean, it, you hit the you know the nail right on the head. It, it's the veteran leadership, and it, it's the familiarity to this team. Um, you know, Jared Goff having some experience with him and – so I th- think that's going to bring a lot in into this this wide receiver room. It'll help with Jamison Williams. Obviously, he's going to be your well. I mean, probably your number two with Amon Ra being your number one. But you you put Marvin there at three, and that gives you some really good depth, really good speed. And you know, I can compare him to Johnny Morton back in the back in the heyday of the Lions down in uh, the Pontiac Pussycat area era uh, when he was. Really, the guy who, if you needed those tough five yards, that's who they went to, and I and I think Marvin Harris, or Marvin uh, Jones Jr. can do that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they still need some depth, and they have the means to do that in the draft. But I think this sums it up pretty much. They're either going to go quarterback, which I, I, I I'm leaning not likely, or um, heavy defense early on in this draft. And they still have Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that creates more of a competition? Uh, which, competition, which helps. Yeah. yeah, I think it 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 makes it stronger in that situation. It definitely helps because yeah. I think that Khalif Raymond kind of came on down the stretch last year, and then Reynolds, another guy, when he's healthy and in the lineup, can actually play. Him and golf have a lot of familiarity. Oh, yeah. Yep. What do you think, Drew? What 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 do you think bringing gotta, bringing him back into the fold means? I like it the veteran, you know, help the young guys out, experienced guy. But you need a quarterback because if Goff goes down, I don't know who their backup is, and he didn't take any meaningful steps last year. Yeah, Nate Sudfeld. So, I mean, can you trust Nate Sudfeld? I'm not saying draft a quarterback early, but there's a quarterback there maybe in the later rounds. Draft him, bring him in. But go defense, too, because Aiden – Get some on the other side to compliment Aiden. And I think you'll be solid. Yeah, I think if you get somebody in the middle, I think if you go and you get an interior lineman, um, D line, I think it's gonna help open up. If you got if you guys gotta worry about a strong like an like a Aaron Donald type guy in the middle, yep. and you can get some good bookends on there, I I think I think that's the route that they need to go. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And and Jalen Carter could be that guy. I saw a video yeah. of of over this past week of uh, Dan Campbell was saying that one of his teammates reached out to him and, and was making some statements about Jalen Carter. And all Dan Campbell was like, "Very interesting, very interesting." So I think there's I a, like there's him. a there's a player that. Well, you could take that either way. You right. could take that as something good, or you could take it as something. Look I at his game tape. Guys. Just look at his game tape. Don't necessarily look at his pro day. I think there's a situation where um, maybe this guy doesn't work out as well. Uh, look at look at his his body of work that he's put together. I mean, he's a he's a menace up the middle. So, you know, that's a risky pick. 
I don't know. I know. He was on the list of people who have visited the Lions. Yeah, and there there was only what three that they said that that Campbell said they had it. So maybe he's yeah. one of them. We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. So the big talk in Detroit amongst a lot of the uh, sports news outlets was everybody is in love with Lamar Jackson. Everybody's like, the Lions need to go and throw the farm at Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. I can probably sit here. JP, you're a tough read on this one, but I think three out of the four thumbs down on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're on, so it's four. So the, the risk of giving up draft capital uh, to sign a player like that, it's a, for the lions right now, I think with, the way that they are building their roster, I think it is a huge. Um, I think it's a huge gamble mm-hmm. that the Lions yeah. are pretty much saying Goff's our guy. Yeah. We're not. Yeah, we're happy. That's not to say that they are not going to entertain the idea of drafting a quarterback in the draft, right? And then, but as their stances right now is Goff is our guy, mm-hmm. Sudfeld's their backup. Squash I the rumors, put them all out. I, I don't the, want Lamar. The 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 the, the, the tweet think. that came out saying uh, yesterday, somebody joking around <laughs> saying Detroit signed him. It was like, yeah. well, I know right now that's April fools. Yeah. April yeah. fools. <laughs> no, that that this, right. the question is: Are you prepared to pay a quarter, pay a quarter billion dollars to a guy that's missed five games the last two seasons? Each no. of the last two seasons. Yeah, he's missed. Yeah, mean? yeah, he's only played in ten games the last. Uh, I think. Go ahead. I think that, you know, they they re-signed Sudfeld. Uh, I think that they're going to look at quarterback in this draft, whether it be Levis or Richardson at six. Uh, Hooker with one of the two second-round picks. I even like Tanner McKee. If you want to go in the third round? Or uh, maybe Aiden O'Connell if you want to pick one in the fifth round and develop a quarterback, yeah. you know what I mean? He did put up almost 400 yards against Michigan <laughs> yeah, in the Big Ten yeah. title. I mean, yeah, dude, Hendon Hooker is flying up the yep, charts, man. Yep. He, he is absolutely flying up the charts. And and we're at the point where a knee injury doesn't really change anybody's draftability. I think you look at uh, maturity. Is he NFL ready? Yeah. Does he have the arm to play in the NFL? Yeah. yeah. Does he have the athleticism to to make plays outside of the pocket? Yeah, I think he's got all the intangibles you want in today's NFL. So uh, going possibly even as early as the second round, I, I, I would be definitely okay with taking Hendon Hooker. And I know we've got some uh, friends down in Tennessee that would definitely be uh, happy to see that happen for sure. Yeah. yeah. The guy's 26, ain't he? I think him and Jared Goff are the same age. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that helps with the maturity factor. I. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't True. mind. It does. I wouldn't mind Cr- Richardson either. Mm. No, We're drafting, I, um, that's Malik Will, Willis two point oh. I, I I don't I don't trust him. I just don't trust him. We're drafting Chris Winky up here. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Well, he was like twenty nine, I think, when he got. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did he win Rookie of the Year? He did with yeah. Carolina. Yeah, he was pretty good for a couple of years, and then um, age 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 over. caught up to him in his third or fourth yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, I sent you guys a list of the. Uh, First quarterback taken in the draft in the last ten years. Yeah, it's a very interesting list. There's only two. Oh, yeah, there's only two that really are worthy. Joe, yeah, uh, Joe Burrow and um, Goldilocks 
uh, Lawrence. So. Yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like the Lions have other needs. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, they're I, they could be preparing for anything at this point. They have the third highest draft capital, as we said. They uh, they have still have cap space left. They quite but, a bit. Uh, I yeah. think they need to address another guard. I like that Osiris Torrance from uh, Florida. He's a big guy. Uh, linebacker wise, I like th- that Drew Sanders from Arkansas. He was an all all American there in his first year there, all American in high school. Uh, a couple guys that I would look at. I think if you can sure those two things up, and I think you're in it. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that we're not used to around here is being able to trust the organization, and with Brad Holmes and 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 the brass there in Allen Park, I I. I think those days are over. I I trust that he's going to go in there and pick the the right person for the team. He's not going to go after yeah, the after the name. Yeah. He's going to bring in the right person that's going to help this team win right now. And 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 I think we can all agree for the first time in in, in the last twenty plus years, maybe longer, that I, I trust the Lions front office. And and those are words that you could never say. Prior to the last two years, and and definitely that's not a, from the man, the a, previous regime. That's a big one right there. You know the previous regime, which we yeah. are uh, part of the Easy Speak bylaws. We are not allowed to say their names. They are referred to as the previous regime. So those were about the biggest busts outside of uh, what Chuck Smith back in the uh, early eighties. So good things happening with the front office nowadays. So I trust what they're going to yeah. do. I trust their, yeah, what agree. they're going to pick. I'll agree with you on that one. That's kind of hard. Is it a knee-jerk reaction, though, until they make the playoffs? Yes. Yes. I mean, you, you I have to. Like, I want, like, two solid years of yeah. playoffs before we but start. But you, you have to like yeah. you have to like the direction they're in. Uh, going 3-13-1 oh, no. to 9-8, and, 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 and probably the best team in the NFL the second half or at least the last eight games, we'll say. But they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. I want to see some consistency, but the one foot is moving forward where else, else, you know, previous years we we were knocked on our ass and could barely get up. So at least we're moving. They need to make playoffs a couple seasons in a row before we anoint them Ozzie Newsome or (laughs) someone in that realm, you know what I mean? But, yes, they are in the right direction. Yep, yep. All right, so we talked a little bit last week about uh, Jamal Williams, him signing with uh, the Saints uh, for four million. Yep, four yes, million. Four million. Four. Uh, reports come out saying that the Lions offered him uh, a little bit north of five, mm-hmm. and he, he he ended up going to New Orleans anyways. Do you think that's uh, uh, first question is is uh, do you think that uh, his agent screwed him over on this one and. Do you think that the Lions did good by picking up Montgomery to being the upgrade? Drew, you want to go with this one? No, you lost a locker room guy. I mean, we'll see how Montgomery is. But do you think but, you think the agent screwed him? Yeah, big time. I mean, it seemed like he wanted to stay here. Obviously, the city wanted him back. Yeah. Do I yeah, think that uh, his agent just might have thought that there was more out there for him? And obviously, you're seeing that running backs aren't getting paid. No, not Saquon at that age. Got, no, no. 
I mean, you, I mean look at Zeke. He, he's going to take a big fall from grace wherever he signs. You know what I mean? He hasn't he hasn't signed anywhere yet, has he? Not that I'm no, aware no. of. He's He wants to go to Philly, and I don't think Philly wants him. But no. Philly's lost a – what, a Sanders left Philly? So there's a spot yeah. open for – for him to go there, but no, it's. I think, I think the NFL market on running backs. I mean, it's proven that you can really plug anybody in. And I think you look at, um, who's out, who's out there in uh, the Chargers? They're they're running back. Um, Eckler. Eckler, Eckler, you know, Eckler wants more money. He's not going to get it, and and these teams just aren't going to put the money up, um, to pay these running backs. But as far as Jamal Williams goes, I think there was a a, a communication breakdown between. The three of them, him, the agent, and the team. And um, you look at what Jamal did last year, 17 touchdowns, amazing. But like 60 to 70% of those touchdowns were from the one-yard line. So um, overall yardage, overall production, overall production, I mean, he's not worth the $5.5 million. And then you look at David Montgomery, um, he's had issues with injuries, but he's never had an offensive line in front of him that can really open no. up holes and he can and, and produce the yardage. But when healthy, he's he's more versatile out of the backfield. I think he's a he's a, a good uh, you know parallel to to DeAndre Swift and and ultimately I think they're going to have a better running game because he's got a little bit more athleticism. But you know it is disappointing, like Drew said, he's a locker room guy, and you just. His his post game, the emotions he showed in Green Bay. I I, I think that's they're gonna miss that in in the locker room. And as as a fan base, I think you're gonna miss that. But you know, you move on. It's a business, and you just hope that we can get production out of Montgomery. If you need, if you want to compare it to anything, look at the Kansas City Chiefs last year. They had Jerick McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, who mm-hmm. was a seventh round rookie, right. Yeah, and and he by the end of the season, Pacheco was one of the reasons why they ended up where they were because he's they were able to plug him in and and, and he fit into that system. Yeah, I think honestly, the, the way that the the direction of the NFL has actually gone over the last ten years is uh, back when I was younger and Tom was younger. Each one of these teams they had one showcase running back. Mm-hmm. It would be. You know, the Bills have Thurman Thomas. The Lions had Barry Sanders. Dallas had uh, Emmett Smith. You know, some of the you – know, a lot of these, they oh, had like a, like, a, like a single a single back. Yeah. Now they All have right. gone where it's because of the way that I feel that the, the way that the quarterback play is. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are – there's some that are more versatile, right? And they do provide another running element or aspect to the game. Mm-hmm. That's why it's – you know, that's why they're just like, well, I'll go and draft a guy in the seventh round, plug him in and give him some, you know, give him some touches uh, and not have to have that showcase back where he, you're giving it off to him, you know, 30 times a game. Sure. And, but, and injuries, too. You know, there's injuries is a big issue. And when you have that depth, um, that kind of forces – teams to really go with a two to even sometimes three back system to where it keeps them fresh and they can rotate rotate backs in and out and but yeah I agree with if you're like golf he's not very you know athletic so you're going to rely on a back that can catch the ball out of the backfield and I think they have that right now with the two two uh running backs on their their roster but who's they upgraded though? and a lot of you know the 
the thing is, his locker room guy with Jamal Williams, I yeah. think Dan Campbell sets the foundation in that. Oh, sure, room. sure. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yep. And, so you I'm know, gonna... it, he he's more the guy that was showcased as the locker room guy, but he's not the only one. I saw it. You know, there's more no. than just just – it was more than just him in there that was turning that culture around. But mm-hmm. it, is, it gonna, is it a big piece that's – Big piece that's going to be missed? Absolutely. Yep. Yep, Go ahead, Drew. But I wonder who their starter is going to be, Swift or Montgomery. It'll be Swift. Yeah, it'll be Swift. Swift will be the feature back. Yeah. Montgomery was the feature back in Chicago. Uh, And I I think him taking a little load off is only going to help him, especially with his injury issues. Think, uh, I know uh, Brad Holmes said that after the Chicago game last year that Montgomery was a guy that Campbell talked about a lot, who he was yeah. impressed with when they played him. So, yeah. Yep. yeah, that's good. So, moving on from the Lions, let's talk about our beloved, well, at least three of the four, beloved Wolverines. Great signing. JP, thoughts? Bullshit. So you went out and uh, you signed the number 28 player in the country, according to 247 Sports. Uh, He's a state championship kid. He's got a good shot to repeat this year. I think he's going to bring a lot of guys with him. Uh, He's got a couple teammates down there and Channing Goodwood and Jordan Ship, who could eventually be package deal. I think uh, definitely more of a chance with Goodwin, who's a legacy whose dad played offensive line at Michigan. Um, so I think he's a huge pickup. Uh, obviously, you had a big one in McCarthy a few years ago, and you're kind of passing the torch to another big one who could also – who's also eventually, you know, going to attract other big recruits. Looks like your 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 buddy Tim, uh, he has – he's drinking the Honolulu Blue and Silver Kool-Aid. He says he uh, – <laughs> He caved and bought season tickets. So. <laughs> so. Dude, I've been yeah. down that road. I've been down that road. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not there yet. I, there's still got to be a little more there for me to go and do that. But, yeah, exciting. So they got they, they got their five-star quarterback who's going to come in. Um, yeah, good thing you took him off the uh, screen, right? Because otherwise, <laughs> you know, it's already disgusting. Uh, um, it's making Drew – uh, very uncomfortable seeing that we're talking about Michigan here right now, but there's really nothing yeah. to talk about with Ohio State besides the fact that they lost the last two years to Michigan. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, exciting, exciting that we are we are bringing another guy in to groom. So what do you, uh, what else do you got to say about that, JP? Uh, yeah, and uh, they're they're saying now that. Uh... There could be a string of other signings. I know Blake Frazier, offensive tackle from Texas, is one to watch. Uh, his dad was actually on the 97 team as a center and was a center for, for Tom Brady. Uh, Taylor Tatum's another one to watch, top 50 kid out of Texas, uh, running back. Uh, you can compare him and Jordan Marshall together, make a pretty dynamic backfield. Dylan Stewart, defensive end out of D.C., top 10 kid. That Michigan's starting to heat up on uh, Bryce West, uh, top 50 kid out of Ohio, cornerback, another one. And they're 
they're just starting to heat it up big time. I think when you get your quarterback in the class like Jaden Davis that uh, sets the foundation and starts building a class, I think you're going to see a lot more commitments here to come. Yeah, because – and that's the thing. It's before in high school, it was the, because of the social media, right? Now these kids, they connect with each other. He goes, says, I'm going to go to Michigan. He's probably got phone numbers. He's probably has – um, he's probably had messages from guys around town yeah. in his area where he plays at guys like, Hey, I want to play with you. Hey, I'm, you know, it, you know, so it, it's a very good thing. And I think once you, like you said, you get that five star, you start, you know, laying that, laying the groundwork and the foundation or whatever, everything well, else. The word is that, uh, with Jaden Davis said it's been done since November, but obviously yeah. Following the season, they had the issues with Matt Weiss and him being let go, and that's who the relationship was. So really it was him and his dad getting up to campus and building that relationship with Kirk Campbell, who's the new uh, quarterback's coach there. And obviously Kirk Campbell knocked it out of the park, so they got him. They, give they reeled him in. Give him a raise, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So still in continuing on with the uh, University of Michigan – Hunter Dickinson announced that he is entering the transfer portal. So, me personally, I don't have anything to say about this because I'm really not a big basketball guy, so I'm going to leave it up to the other two guys to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll jump in here. Um, I think two years ago, Hunter Dickinson was the name in college basketball. Um his ability, he was highly recruited, uh, coming out of Virginia, I believe. Um, big, Maryland. big kid who, who could shoot. Uh, he had lots of good intangibles. Uh, and the fear was after you know his first season, he was going to jump ship. So it was a bit shocking uh, when he decided to come back. And I thought, well, okay, we're setting up for something big here. And and I I really think he plateaued his freshman year because it's been almost on a downward, downward trend ever since that season of his. And, and unfortunately, him going into the portal, I, as a Michigan fan, I, I'm not disappointed. I really am not. And I think he made a lot of bonehead decisions on the court, and his mouth got in, in trouble off the court. So I think moving on, it, it's, it's almost a good thing that he transfers. Um, where he's going to go, I, I don't know, and I really think his draft stock has probably been completely uh, taken away. So I think the only option for him is overseas. But, I mean, as far as him going to the portal, I good riddance, I, I, it, it doesn't really affect my decisions at all. Yeah, I don't. And he's, I mean, he's an 18 and 9 guy. You know what I mean? You don't, those guys don't grow on trees in college. So no. it, it's going to hurt. They don't really have much depth behind them with, you know, outside of Terrace Reed, who was a freshman this year, who's still developing. Very then, raw, very raw. And then uh, admission problems with Papa Conte, so we don't know what's going on with that. I mean, they're going to have to dig back into the portal again. Uh, and he's he's already said that it's wide open with the transfer portal thing. Uh, I like there's I heard, a few spots I like for him. I think Notre K- Dame, Kentucky was good. one I, I heard this morning that that his name's yeah. popping up in Kentucky. Another one and done program. Yeah, but for me it would be Notre Dame who just signed a Penn State coach. I think he'd be a good fit there. 
Duke, who's both both their big men just went to uh, are entering the, the draft. Filipowski, uh, <laughs> yeah, punching bag. I also bag. like St. John's because I think uh, look out for Rick Pitino, Pitino make yeah. a splash there in New York. Yeah, well, he'll want a name, and and that would definitely help him. But I think we talked about this before with Michigan. Is it a concern as a fan that that they really haven't had much success the last couple of years recruiting wise? They have, but you look at the kids they're bringing in, uh, specifically Jet Howard, who uh, declared for the draft, a one and done. Is is this the program we're looking at moving into the future? Uh, somewhat like Kentucky's been experiencing the last couple of years with players that are coming in because. They have to. They don't have a choice. So they're doing the one, and then right. they're out. Is that is that something that, that we're looking at moving forward with the Michigan basketball program? No, I think that if there's any indication of the teams that are in the Final Four this year, it's a huge concern because you're losing guys on a yearly basis, and you're constantly having to reload. You know what I yeah. mean? So You don't get any uh, – you, you don't get consistency in, in like, no, uh, camaraderie with the team. Right. So, yeah, it's a huge concern uh, – I think that Juwan did most of his work and got that contract extension done with Beeline's guys who are still yeah still on campus there. So yeah, I think uh, moving forward, I, it's in, it's going to be interesting to see what they do next year. I think the cupboard's pretty pretty bare, and I think you'll see Kobe Buffkin declare soon too. Yeah, yeah, he's. I don't see him it sticking around, but yeah, I mean it's going to be a portal game, you know for you know, Michigan coming into next year to kind of fill up some spots. Filling holes, huh? Fill, filling, filling holes. holes. Filling holes. <laughs> yeah. Filling holes. So, so got his clean. All right. we got about uh we got about eighteen to go. Uh, I wanna touch a little bit on the Tigers, their uh, exciting start this year. Yeah. Um I tell you. Ugh. Let's, I mean, 16 to two uh, being outscored through two games. Um, at least they mustered two, two runs yesterday, but my gosh. Yeah. yeah I mean, from a team that led the, the grapefruit league in home runs <laughs> uh, to a team they that had, they can't, uh, they can't I will anything. say though, McClanahan and Elflin aren't, are two, two aces though at the same time, you know, mm. It doesn't matter. You yeah, but be. what's the point of pitching if you can't freaking hit the ball and score? Well, I was, I'm speaking to Tampa's pitching. Oh, well, Tampa, yeah, no, yeah. Ta- no, 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 Tampa. And that's the thing is, Tampa is always, yeah. always great with their pitching. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, they find like you know Blake Snell. They just they find these guys in. Uh, they find them early, and they get them yeah. wrapped up early. Yeah, and. Yeah. It, when they able to manifest, it. yeah, exactly, and 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 they're just they're an organization that really is underrated. Uh, I, I think people judge them by their stadium and the lack of of people in attendance. They need a new but, stadium, but yeah, well, they're not going to be in Tampa much longer. I I see My them. Dad's actually in attendance today. Oh wow! Oh well, yeah. Hopefully, right. he didn't pay too much to watch that putrid uh, <laughs> team. But well, he's not. Well, you got to understand, he's he didn't pay the money to watch the Tigers. They He's actually paying. sold out on Thursday, he said. Well, yeah, they don't they don't put people in the upper deck. It's closed off. Yeah. It's 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 brutal and and, well, and I I hurt. picked Tampa, I picked Tampa to win win the East this year and like I do every year because of their their ability to pitch and their ability to 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 
you know, what lowest kind of, what lowest. Are you watching? Oh no, I I like Tampa. They're, Tampa to win the East. Yeah, they're expect they're gonna they're expected to be a wild card team. Pitching pitching well, matters. Yeah, I, I'll take a wild card, not win the East. The Yankees sure. the Yankees can score ten, but when you give up eleven, it, it's not going to oh, work I, out. It's wild card. Uh, I don't no, like no, the, Yankees. the Yankees. That dude, that's a hill I'll die on. Okay, right there. okay, we'll see. Hill. They will so, not win. It. In October, we'll revisit this I episode. Mean, you, you got Randy <laughs> Rose Arena and Isat Paredes. Hey, oh, that's it. What about the Orioles? Yeah, well, the Orioles are good. there's another yeah. team that that can score, but Badly. they don't have pitching. So you need to find pitching. Yeah, that East East can put up numbers, but who, who's going to be better in pitching? I like Tampa. Give me the Rays. Give me the Dude, Rays. Give me this. Give, give yeah, I know it's depressing. The Blue Jays. Really? Tom's dying uh, on that hill today. Man, he's dying on it. Well, it's Great. depressing about the Tigers. They got what? One more in Tampa. And then you go to Houston for three. You're looking at a solid 0-6 start to start the year. Oh, yeah. yeah you know Great what? fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> so then you come home against the Red Sox, right? Yeah. Yeah, then you come home and you get spanked by them, too. But, you know, here's the thing is I hope, I hope that they – it's going to be a long season. I mean, we're all in agreement that it's going to be an extremely long yeah. season. Um, you know, if – the pitchers can stay healthy, then it's not a pitching problem, right? It's definitely some other things. Can't hit the ball, right? Torkelson, what do you go over? Problem. Would it Torkelson go over four? Did you see Turnbull's performance last night? Mm. No, remember we were busy watching the uh, oh, basketball. We had bigger game. things to do. <laughs> yes, I hope I hope Torkelson's not a bust, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah boy yeah i think the three of us are uh all in agreement uh it's it's i got the it's burning got our paint. eyeballs too kevin I, I got some paint to bring over drew we need to paint that wall apparently we have a uh a fellow buckeye in our presence uh mr tim uh is chiming in on ohio state and he's a big fan of drew from what, right I, from what i gather <laughs> must be delusional um, so yeah so yeah, the tigers the, the tigers are going to be they're going to be a big one to have to deal with. So, and now, um, the rule changes, I hate them. I can't stand oh, them. The rule changes are stupid. Oh, I can't stand them. I could take because... bigger bases. I could take the bigger bases, and I could kind of see a little bit on the pitch overs to first. This making it like some pitchers it works for, right? Mm-hmm. Scherzer, Verlander, they're quick. Everything is quick. Everything, but oh, it's brutal, dude. I was watching, um, I was watching the Red Sox in the Orioles game opening day, and the Red Sox pitcher threw the his last warm up pitch with like twenty eight seconds left. It, you know, in the you know before they have to start the inning, because he threw that twenty eight seconds and not before thirty seconds left. The, the first batter that came up started on a one zero count. Yeah, that's... fucking stupid. Because here, what if you get to the playoffs and let's say it's like, I'll say like ALCS game seven, two outs, you know, building all that up, and like part of the fun is the tension and the drama. Like, oh, what is it going to be a strike? Is it going to be a hit? It's the mind game. What if the chess? And match. then what if for some reason the pitcher doesn't get it off before the clock goes out? Oh, go to first base. 
Well, yeah, the base is loaded, and he he walks no. and run off some bullshit. Well, you hope no. that you hope that come playoffs, these these pitchers are more antiquated to it, and no. and this situation no, doesn't happen. It. It's Dude, not get rid bottom, of it in the playoffs. The bottom line is they want to make a product that is appealing to the non baseball fan. They want to bring more eyeballs to Fox on Saturday afternoon, uh, Apple TV on Friday. Uh, Peacock, they they don't care about the the purists or the elitist baseball fans. They care about They're probably the, going crazy. They they care about the yeah. fans that occasionally tunes into a game. And 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 as a baseball fan, I don't have a problem with a three hour game. But I understand right. that the majority of uh, this country is not going to sit through that. So they're appealing to it. Baseball's been on a. a a downward trend for many years now, uh, both uh, well, ratings and at the ticket booth. So they're looking to try and get themselves back in that market. But my I, whole thing is, if you go to a baseball game, you're not going for a baseball game to say, "Oh, cool, this is going to be done in an hour and forty-five. Like, I, I, I gotta believe if you're going to a baseball game, you know you're going to be there for a while. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, but these rule I changes. Yeah, I do too, but that's what Manfred's not thinking that. He's thinking with dollars, and, and, and that's why think, these, these rules have come into play. Tom, you well, hit it on I, the head. I think Manfred's going off of data to cater to a group of people that don't even watch baseball. Yeah. Uh, I got – there's some stats that – opening day stats. So 10 out of the 17 games or whatever on opening day were under three hours with seven of yeah, those they, 10 under two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, they said the time of game was down 21 minutes. Yeah. Each game. Which had... I'm all for making baseball <laughs> faster, but I. Not like they that. Went, they went about it the wrong way. Yeah. What do you pitch clock? Get rid of commercials. Too. Yeah. Speaking of changes, speaking of changes, uh, our beloved Comerica Park has gone through yeah. some changes here. Uh, um, I will say. It's probably the wish version of new changes because they just put a new fence up and left like just empty space in center field. But uh, obviously, they're they're trying to have Miggy go out with a bang and get him a couple more home runs to add to that uh, that number that's still out there in left field. Um, Comerica's always been known as you know a cavernous center field, and and that wall in in right field has you know always been a b- little bit. T- a little bit tough. Here we go again. You're you're trying to cater to a different type of of a game, and um, do you think that's going to help? Uh, and I don't know if it's going to help the Tigers, but it, it could backfire on them. But is it a good move to to move the fences in and the lower them in certain now, spots? This, now, let me tell you this: this is not the first time that they've moved fences in. No, Juan Gonzalez. They had to move it in when they brought they, him in. They they moved the fences in. Remember that when they first opened up the bullpen used to be in, in right, right field. field. Yep, yep. So they limited yeah. that, added right. seats, and then they moved the bullpen over to left field yeah. and moved left field yeah. in because the park was so damn big. Yeah, I mean. So I, now, I mean, it only makes, you know, it only makes sense that they, that they need to do that. before they move in. What's that? Uh-oh. We, I think the Giants having some. I think uh, power alleys were what three ninety five uh, before they moved them in. Oh yeah, yeah I, I mean, so, yeah. they they were not picking t- players that that uh, 
played to the advantages of the ballpark. I guess they were at some point with the pitching. So, but um, yeah, you know. but you know, we only got about I don't know about eight ten minutes left. Um, well, so at the right at the right we're going. It won't matter what the hell the fences are this year. <laughs> yeah, because everybody else is going to hit any it balls over him anyways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Um, so there was a comment that popped up on there to ask if we'd ever talk about UFC. Uh, we have in the past and, um, you know, that's definitely not a topic that's out of uh, anybody's wheelhouse on here. So did John Jones just a- lose? I, I, I think I saw something he just lost last night or something. I don't know, but yeah, we'll get into it when there's. I've know. watched UFC and God knows. No, how John long. Jones yeah. won his last fight against uh, somebody else. John. I saw, I don't know, yeah. but yeah. Um, but let's talk about the thing that really interests me the most, and that's so food. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I uh, I love a good hamburger. Yeah, and according to JP, that I found out today that uh, I'm. Makes a good hamburger. Pretty good at making a hamburger myself. Uh, Rich so, Jasper is a, a elite elite uh, burger making abilities on the Blackstone. So He's I want to go over. When it comes to handling the meat. Okay. Burgers. <laughs> All right. So so this this topic was brought up, and it was just like, what's the best burger? Well, here's the thing with burgers is. There's different classifications of burgers. You got your fast food burgers, right? Then from your fast food burgers, you have traditional bar burgers. Then you have smash burgers. Then you have, I would say, the burger that would probably be the kind of like a specialty burger, I guess if we'll call it that. So that's the that's the rate that I'm going down in this. So smash burgers, Crazy Jim, Blimpy, and Ann Arbor. By far, gross. who said gross? Because you said the word Ann Arbor. This guy said gross. <laughs> this guy wouldn't know what a good burger was if it came out and slapped him in the face. Work that into um, give you a meat. No, I'm down for a good burger. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> so can we classify getting smashed burgers in there too? <laughs> yeah, I mean, normally if you if you're smashed and you want a burger, normally it's at a bar, right? So my. My the one I went with is the the getting smash burger and it's obviously a Tellway burger. No. <laughs> what time? What time are you uh consuming that burger? So that that window's normally between midnight to 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so that would go it's kind of like the lines of like a Bates burger for those yeah. who are from Livonia. Yeah. Cattleman's beef. Um it would be similar to uh, greens and braise. It, it's like yeah. kind of in that yeah. realm is what Telway is. Yep. Um, Onions and mustard coming out of your pores. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Dude. <laughs> for three days. Thanks for a good fart. Yeah. <laughs> you, you smell gross for the next month and a half. Or mattress ripper in J, JP's uh, case. <laughs> yeah. So Poor so Melissa. you know so. Really, like if you talk about like smash burgers, obviously that's a certain classification. But if- wow, Derek, uh, the entrepreneur coming in strong with a uh, old school uh, reset top hat. My goodness, top hat. wow. Whew. Well, 
Bates and Livonia Carbs Allen Park. Yeah, those are really good ones. I've had I've had them both. Um, so for like a bar burger, I haven't been there yet, but everybody's been telling me to go try Falls Creek Lounge in Dearborn. Hmm. I, I want to say it's like Outer Drive in Carlisle. That's one that everybody keeps telling me. Uh, but bar burger, I mean Miller's is still always up there for me. Miller's and Mason's in Livonia. Overrated. Mill- Which one's overrated? Miller's. Well, Miller's own new ownership. Haven't been there since the new hey, owners took you're over. You're overrated. But... I know. Drew, what do you? Uh, Miller's are just alike, I guess. What's your uh, What's your go to burger? What's your favorite burger? Wendy's. I mean, <laughs> no. In all honesty, like De- Dennis Nail Dennis and- Blunt's uh, food truck that that he brings contract Rustin and Canton's got great ones but I mean I might be being biased here but I think the best burger I've probably ever have is up north probably fourth of July weekend we got like two of those black stones those flat tops and that'll be 1 o'clock in the morning after Never heard an entire of day of drinking nothing's better than that burger at like 2 30 in the morning but you've been drinking all what day. about you're gonna say tallies or something what about a burger in the Detroit area Sticking with the theme uh, of, yeah, we're, of yeah, the we're show, talking about, we're talking about like <laughs> somewhere where we could get a burger. Somewhere we could drive. No burger that you're eating in the woods. We're all eating in the woods. Third burger. Those are in Detroit. Yes, it doesn't have to be in Detroit. It's somewhere in this area. Not Detroit. That's tough. Oh yeah, Tim Mott's in Southwest. Mott's is another great one. That's tough, but I would have to oh, go. Mott's in Redford. Fuck, I can't even think of one right now. There's too many good ones. All right, GP going Rust, on Like one. I said, though, Rusty Nail, Canton, Michigan. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Yeah, I've had it's just, that. It's a good, good burger. Okay. Solid burger there. Right. Never disappoints me. I'll say there. There's too mm. many good ones to try. I got to try more of them. Pontiac Lake Inn in, in uh, Waterford. She's our yes, she, she's yes, our, yes, she's yes, our resident Waterford expert, that. Melissa. Uh, uh, JP or uh, Derek Jasper is uh, a fan of Rusty Nail as well. So the Pontiac uh, yeah. Lake Inn, yes, yep, great <laughs> spot. I had that for the first time about two months ago. JP, what do you, you know think? What I want to try is a Tasty Burger. Yeah, I've had a Tasty. Burger yeah, I've before. heard that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my my sister, my sister Jody, who hopefully she's watching right now, um, that was her recommendation was the Tasty Burger. Tasty. Yep. So, yeah, the only thing see Tasty's for me is considered like underneath the specialty one because they got so many like if you like they got so many like different toppings on there like nacho yeah. cheese and I'll put Doritos on top and a bunch of others. Sounds other like spirits. a sounds like a basement like a, burger. It's like a novelty burger. I'll just yeah. we'll call it a novelty yeah. burger. But if you're just talking like lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, burger, Royale with cheese. That's an honorable mention. Yeah, Royale. Um, mine and and I have not been there since I lived in the area, um, so I don't know if it's still uh, as good as it was. Uh, but Sandy's, Sandy's, Sandy's on, the, on the, beach the beach in Redford. Um, that place. They'd have the pickles and the onions right on the table in the old school, like Tupperware containers. That's like Miller's right uh, there. Such a, such a good, flavorful burger. Um, that was my go-to. 
Uh, but we had we had a really good, um, just like we have today in this uh, segment here, we got a good response. I put a post on the Twitter page, and we've got um, – one of the one of the biggest ones was our good buddy chef Dave Hubbard, Rich, uh, from the butchery. The the three B in the O'Brien was mentioned. Um, yeah. The old Detroit Burger Bar, which there's like four or five in the the Detroit metro area. That yeah, was Detroit Dan. Detroit Dan out in uh, Arizona uh, gave that one. Uh, we had a Gray Ghost. Detroit was a was one that was mentioned. Uh our good buddy, uh, Sports Jim, mentioned uh, the Basement Burger, said that was his birthday joint all the time. Uh, something tells Basement me he was bar. he was mixing in a joint or two uh, with it, that burger. And uh, so we had some good uh, good uh, entrances there from the Twitter post that uh, now, we'll have to guys, definitely go check out. Are you guys fans of a fried egg on a burger? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I believe – 3 a.m. burger, burger. Yeah. at um Vincent. If you've ever get, if you're ever out in like the Royal Oak, Berkeley area, go to um Vincetta's Garage. Yeah, 3 a.m. burger, mm. outstanding. Now, what do you think about peanut butter on a burger? I'm all for okay. it. Uh, Good. Our our hometown Witch's Hat Brewery makes a fabulous burger with peanut butter and grape jelly. And it sounds. Oh, they also put like a jalapeno spread on it, but it's a jalapeno jelly on there. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's not bad. That was NFTS, so I didn't go with that. But it was, it was. I really, you know, I was thinking outside the box that night, and it was really good. So I, I my go tos are normally bacon or a fried egg. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. we got lots Perfect of lots of um, ideas here, and and obviously we're gonna you know, pick a place at some point we're going to go and we're going to try out the burgers and we're going to record it and we're going to bring it back to you guys and kind of give you our review. So, dude, I, so funny chef Dave brought that up about uh, those burgers. I've had, I had the, um, three B burgers. We mm-hmm. bought them and cooked them at, oh, yeah. at the, on the Blackstone. Uh, also had the O'Brien burger, which is Jim O'Brien from 94.7. It was him. And I also had the Blaine Fowler burger. <laughs> that was pretty That's damn good too. Ninety nine five, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This good idea, Derek. Yeah, we'll have to put something like that together. Do a do a oh, uh, yeah. like a top maybe sixteen or I'm something. Also, I'm also a fan of the chicken sandwiches too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We that, that, well, that, that could be a day. that could be another review on on another like, episode. <laughs> I haven't had it yet, but I've heard Fat Daddy's is pretty damn good on their chicken sandwich. That is good. That's yeah. that's in my, had, my neighborhood. You ever had um, Sidecar Slider Bar? Overrated. 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 Just like Terrible. just like Green Dot, overrated. Terrible. Way overrated. Terrible. Next it's, one. It's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. So, yeah, maybe we'll, you know what? Maybe we'll do the NCAA of, um, of, of burgers. We'll have to get, uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to get 64, but no, maybe, maybe 16. I think we got to put 16. a 3B burger on there from the butchery because yeah. I still haven't tried that one yet. Oh, yeah. We need to take a trip out there. Uh, well, yeah. I, well, uh, that last storm, they've had a, a lot of damage to right. the roof. They haven't been open. Oh, okay. They haven't been able to open back up yet. Yeah. I know that they had taken some – they probably very stressful, so I think they took some time off. Oh, and sure. actually took the family. And, and his wife so. just had a baby recently, so. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 
But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm down. I'm down. Maybe, maybe try to uh, pull the uh, the Twitter verse and maybe make it a Saturday where we just drive from place to place to place to place. And I'm down with that. And, and we're gonna have to have our, our good buddy, uh, the entrepreneur Derek Jasper, uh, present with us. Oh, he's uh, in. He's, yeah, he's. Uh, he, he, he He's, might take some extra cholesterol med- medicine, <laughs> like I would do. So, I think uh, we all heartburn <laughs> medicine. Yeah, we might, might might have to double up on that one. We don't want to. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, let's do it. Yeah, fun Without segment, pain. fun segment, and uh, look down. forward to more uh, non-sports related things that we're going to throw at you, whether it be crazy, uh, uh, off the wall news of the world, or. Food reviews, uh, we're, we're going to try to appeal to not just the sports fan, so maybe draw in somebody that could care less about the previous yeah, hour that we've talked. But, um, yeah, look forward to some really fun, cool things moving forward. So, All right. So um, I will go on the record and say this before we start this next segment, that, uh, and I know Tom always uh, pokes fun. No, Suzanne's Bar and Grill is not it is my not. favorite burger place. <laughs> Fuck that place. That place. That place can kiss my ass. <coughs> no, Read my bio. No, no um, we, uh, Mr. Jasper, is uh, not welcome into Suzanne's Bar and Grill. I think they have a face scanner at the front door for this reason to to make yeah. sure that he and anybody associated that has the Jasper last name. Guilty by so they're not welcome either. So uh, she's made that very clear. Which you know what? Who cares? You're not you're not missing anything. You're not missing anything. Pizza and Tom's favorite pens. Paul, oh, hands yeah, down. Terrible. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> hands down. That is, that's terrible. You wouldn't know what good food was if it came up and slapped you in the face. Hey, pins is <laughs> FTS. Let me tell you that much. No, it sucks. It sucks. All right, let's go. Let's get our picks in. Well, I'll go first. Um, I know everybody last week went down the uh, NCAA route, but um, I'm testing some new waters in my, uh, my, my sports fandom here. And as of the last probably, you know, almost year, I've been involved with another podcast, and uh, I've been working with uh, one of the co-hosts as far as NASCAR is concerned, so I've been kind of like pushing the envelope with that a little bit for a while. And um, so this week, actually tonight, today, in about uh, an hour and a half, the race gets underway in Richmond. Uh, I'm going to go with this Rooks Jr. This, yep, this driver. Yeah, somebody watched the episode Thursday. This driver has won three races in the last ten, and it is Martin Truex Jr. Um, He's a plus nine hundred. I like him. Uh, he's he's come really close the last couple of races, and and I look for him to finish strong here, which in a, at a at a small track that he's done really well. And Martin Truex Jr. plus nine hundred ain't my money, not my problem. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go back to the NCAA tournament, but I'm gonna turn over to the women's side. Ooh, Caitlin Clark, I have, uh, the, the ladies, goat, the goat. So Caitlin Clark's been on a. Historical run here. She had 41 points, which is a record in semifinal game. They're going up against LSU. They just knocked off the number one seed, South Carolina, who South Carolina handled LSU pretty handedly. Uh, I got Iowa minus three and a half at minus 105 women's. Nice. That game, I'll say it right now, 
that game will have better ratings than tomorrow night's men's game. Because of Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. That's a bold move, Cotton. Yep. yep. Uh, we'll just say Caitlin Clark I'm was trending know. number one on Just Twitter the, the other night. You're what? We're keeping receipts here. I'm one and zero from last week. Yeah, All you are. Yep. Up for the third at the bottom corner. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> talking about, you're, talking, you're talking about this guy right here. Talking about the Buckeye. <laughs> yeah, Buckeye. All right. So my uh, my ain't my money, not my problem. I'm going to go to the Masters. Oh, I'm going to go to the Masters. Um. Uh, Derek Jasper will be happy. He was just asking about oh, was the it? Masters. Okay, well, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it across the screen. So I'm going to go with the Masters. Um, I, <laughs> I'm going to take Rory McIlroy plus seven fifty. I think he's going to do it, but that ain't my money. <laughs> not, not your my problem. problem. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to. You know what? I got, I got FanDuel up right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'll put money on it. Put a couple dollars on it. Put hey, a couple dollars. Hey Drew, on it. it's not your money, uh-huh. nor is it your problem. What's your pick this week? Well, seeing as I didn't really pay attention to lines really this week, I got nothing. Unfortunately, you you don't want to make a pick for tomorrow's game. Just so, throw something. Oh, so hold on a second here. Hold on. Hold on. So you, I'll, you, you know, I'll you make have, a pick. You have seven days to find one bet. <laughs> this one is bet. every week. This is every no, week. This is the All new you gotta segment. All you got to say is, money line, I'll take them. So who's your All money right. line pick for the game tomorrow, Drew? <laughs> money, I'll go UConn. There you go. Okay, so that's like minus 250. So <laughs> You better put some money up to uh, <laughs> win some money. <laughs> yeah, you got to put a lot of money up. A couple grand. Go money line, UConn. All right, all right. So next week cool. we expect uh, preparation in the uh, "Ain't My Money, you. Not My Problem" segment. Ain't my money. You're on the clock. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, good show, fellas. Uh, Great show. Yeah, Tim. Uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely. Tim. Yeah, definitely. So, anyway, hey. Uh, Thanks, guys, for uh, making it out on a Sunday uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock. Um, next week is Easter, Easter Sunday. I got no plans. I don't know about you guys. I can make a 1 o'clock show. Yeah, I what should be you? able to. What, I should be able to you? make it. What, what about you, Ryan Day? Can you make it? My mom's having people over for Easter. My attendance is mandatory. But so, I'll, see, I'll, at, see at 1 o'clock. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll – <laughs> I'll, I'll try and sneak out. I'll just tell her I, I got to go home, and I'll take a to-go box. Right. There you go. Perfect. There so you go. We're all in agreement. Right. Uh, cool. A special Easter uh, hide-the-egg version of the Easy Speak next Sunday at 1 o'clock. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and follow us on all the platforms. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right back here next week for another fun-filled episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. Cheers. Cheers.